BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Weight loss starts with the mind, and nobody knows this better than Martha Cameron, who lost 20 pounds on Noom Weight. Yeah, I lost 20 pounds and kept it off. So Martha, why did Noom Weight work so well for you? Well, Noom was just a really positive weight loss experience for me, and compared to other weight loss programs, they gave me the freedom and flexibility to keep eating what I loved, and that made all the difference in the world because it made me actually enjoy the process. You know what I mean? Oh, we know, Martha. (laughs) Learn how Noom's psychological approach can help you lose weight at Noom.com. What grows in the forest? Our imagination and our family bonds. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Look through your children's eyes and you will discover the true magic of a forest. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Football Full Circle, the college edition. Uh, Myself and Joe Lisi will take you around the world of college football and all the updates uh, that are necessary from this week. Uh, well, there's no real odds changes yet. I think we're going to get to a point finally soon, Joe, where uh, as we get to the news this hour and things starts getting settled as far as scheduling is concerned, we can see some more odds potentially start to be released. But we've been in a holding pattern on that for a long time. We have, Mike, but we have some light at the end of the tunnel. We have more clarity about which conferences will play conference-only games, which will play non-out-of-conference games, the ACC and SEC, respectively. So we're starting to inch closer to the start of the 2020 college football season. And as a college football fan and analyst, that's what we look for. Yeah, uh, agreed. And I think on this show, we've tried to be as pragmatic as possible. We will discuss the SEC's finally confirmed plans as well as the ACC's. I'm surprised they're not identical, to be honest, but uh, we'll get into that in subsequent segments. What I wanted to spend a few minutes on this segment is something that has to be noted for any college football fan. We've seen a couple of dozen players opt out in the NFL with potentially more to come. And now we see the first at least high profile opt out in college football as evidenced by this tweet here by Adam Schefter, Virginia tech cornerback, Caleb Farley, a projected first round pick is the first college player to opt out of the coming season. A source tells ESPN Farley will spend the year training for the NFL draft. He has seen NFL players opt out and is uncomfortable with playing this year. So thoughts. 
Well, I, we expected it, right? When they when they did the survey for the college football season, they surveyed around 75 athletes. About 87 to 90 percent said that they would move forward uh, with the college football season, you know, and take those risks. But 10 percent said no. And now we see the residual effects of that. Caleb Farley opting out. I have no problem with it. I, obviously, his health is his number one concern. He wants to train for the NFL draft. He'll be a legitimate first round selection. It's part of it. It's part of the risk-reward type of situation. If Virginia Tech, in my opinion, they're the elite team out of the Coastal uh, and would have a great chance to knock off possibly Clemson this year uh, as a legitimate top 10, top 25 uh, team this year. But without him playing, what can you say? I mean, it's just part of what we're seeing in the landscape of college football. And do others follow? I still think, though, that, Mike, 90% of the athletes will return to campus uh, for their respective teams this season. Yeah, look, we have walk-ons, we have scholarship players. You call it 100 players per team, even though it's uh, we're just doing round math, even though you and I both know there's at bigger schools, there's even more walk-ons than that. You can have as many as 110, 115 players, uh, all said and done. So you're talking 10% of that 100, that's 10 players out times 130 teams, you know, starts to add up. That's 1,300 guys that could conceivably opt out for doing simple math like that. Do I think the number will be that high? Probably not. I think it probably comes in under, but as you start to do the multiplication on it, it can still be several hundred players that opt out because they don't feel comfortable. Now, I will say that there is a difference here in college football as opposed to the pros where everybody's getting paid and everybody's going after money. In college, this is the subset of player that I would expect would opt out. I'm a first round draft pick. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't want to put myself at risk. Are we going to win the national championship? Probably not. I'm a first round pick. And in fact, according to pro football focus, Caleb Farley was the number one cornerback in the 2021 NFL draft. So give me your thoughts about him as a player. Now, he's a physical blue-collar kid. He can play man-to-man -man coverage. He's physical in run support and really stepped up for the Hokies. I think when you look at the risk-reward, he's saying to himself, if I get hurt this year without fall camp, let's say, starting on time, I run the risk of losing millions of dollars. And that's really what it comes down to on top of the COVID situation. So that's I true. think it's both type of situations melded together. The fact that we have a pandemic crisis taking place across the United States and the world right now. And then I, I want to say the lack of preparation from just the NCAA and the conferences as a whole. We st talked about it at the start of the show. They're not all on the same page. So obviously Virginia Tech might have a different uh, process and procedure than maybe Clemson does. And maybe he saw that and wanted to opt out because in his best interest, he needs to get to the NFL and needs to be a first round selection. So again, I don't have a problem with it. He's a, a definite first-round selection and one of the best players on that defense, and hopefully we wish him well and, and see and, uh, where he gets drafted in, in late May 2021. Yeah, I think he made a good point about it. Not just not It's not just isolating the COVID situation and how it could impact him. It is the stop-and-start nature of this. There has been far less practice. We don't know exactly how many practices they'll be able to get in, full padded practices and everything else regarding conditioning. In Major League Baseball, we are at one weekend in. We lost Corey Kluber, Clayton Kershaw, and Justin Verlander, two of them for long term, for perhaps the entire season. Kershaw is still a question mark. Was that due to the stop-start nature of the season? We'll never know, but it's something that people are going to consider. Uh, people like Caleb Farley will consider. Will there be other high-profile opt-outs? I'm sure there will be, and we'll keep you informed here on Football Full Circle. Thank you to the radio audience for listening in uh, on this segment, and we will uh, continue to, uh, to push through to the other topics. We're going to talk SEC next and exactly what they've decided to do with their schedule. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America.
Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. At UC San Diego, we understand that in order to turn the vast unknown into new cures or human connections or expansive culture, you have to be willing to venture further out. That's why we'll go as far as the International Space Station with cancer cells in hand and novel medicines in mind. That's why we map the seemingly randomness of forest fires connect them with revolutionary AI to see where they'll appear next. And it's why we arrive on the San Diego shore from all over the world to bring different perspectives to our world's biggest challenges. When you push the boundaries of science, art, and culture, whole worlds open up. And at UC San Diego, that's where the real adventure starts. Learn more at ucsd.edu. We'll talk ACC after that, but as it stands right now, Caleb Farley, really the first high-profile player to opt out, Joe. Yeah, uh, and again, you you brought up great points, Mike. I think, you know, when you look at the situation, just uh, full circle, uh, football full circle, you have to say that his health is his number one concern heading into 2021. Yeah, uh, you know, for for the sake of being entertained by college football, we we want the best players out there playing. It won't happen in Caleb Farley's case. Uh, Again, we'll we'll keep it uh, locked. Keep it locked here. We'll keep you updated. So we'll come back. We'll talk SEC. What have they decided to do with their schedule for the 2020 season? It's Mike and Joe. Football Full Circle. We'll be right back after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. I'm John Gonzalez, the host of Sports Illustrated Weekly. Sports Illustrated has delivered the best storytelling in sports for 70 years. First in the pages of the magazine, then on SI.com, and now that tradition continues on a new podcast. Each week, we'll dive deep into the best stories from around the sports world. We'll ask the questions that we're all wondering and push for the answers we all want. Everything from investigating the Super Bowl's impact on L.A., to examining why booing is as big a part of the fan experience as cheering. Sports Illustrated Weekly is here to bring you the entertaining tales you can't get anywhere else. The kinds of stories that make you smile and laugh, clap and cry, marvel, think, and fall in love with sports all over again. Sports Illustrated Weekly is available every Wednesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe now. What grows in the forest? Trees? Sure. Know what else grows in the forest? Our imagination, our sense of wonder, and our family bonds grow too. Because when we disconnect from this and connect with this, we reconnect with each other. The forest is closer than you think. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. Back on the grid, football full circle, along with Joe Lisi. Find him on Twitter at GoForTheTwo. He's the host of College Football Today right here on the grid. I'm at Mike Blewett. 
um, feel free to follow me on Twitter at Mike Blewett and uh, follow us all on Twitter at SportsGrid, on Instagram at SportsGrid TV. So big news, slightly surprising news, Joe, in that the SEC has decided to adopt a conference-only schedule and they will not get started until September 26th. This comes on the heels of the ACC, which we'll actually discuss in the next segment. But the SEC adopts the conference-only schedule with a late start. So it eliminates a lot of games that we're looking forward to. But they will keep in place the two seven-team divisions heading towards an SEC title game on December 19th. Obviously later than normal due to the late start. But... Uh, League teams will play two more opponents from their opposite division. Normally, the SEC schedule would include six interdivision teams, so you play your entire division, and then one against a permanent team from the opposite division, once against a rotating team from the opposite division. So you just add uh, two more from the opposite division, and there we go. You have your 10 games. So what's your biggest surprise of all of this? When the news broke late Thursday afternoon, Mike, of the SEC canceling all out-of-conference games, I almost fell off the, my, my chair. I had to do a double-take because mm -hmm. out of all the conferences in terms of the Power Five, the conference that I thought would least give in to that type of scenario would have been the SEC. Teams like LSU, Alabama, Georgia, Auburn. I mean, the list goes on and on. Florida. I mean, the top 25 teams that are in that conference alone and the marquee matchups that we were ready to watch in terms of Labor Day weekend that are no longer going to take place, I couldn't believe it. And then coupled with the fact that now we're going to kick off the schedule September 26th, which is about three weeks later than originally planned, something must have happened within the SEC in terms of leadership when they sat down with their respective teams and coaches and got an opinion that said, this is the best scenario for our conference and our players to make sure that we finish the season, not just start it. I mean, the, obviously, if we're just talking about it in terms of uh, coronavirus, Texas A&M, Tennessee, Florida are in states that are going through significant outbreaks right now. So it's not to say that Louisiana, Alabama and the others aren't experiencing their own problems, nor is it saying that states all around the country haven't experienced this stuff. But in terms of the SEC footprint, those states in particular um, are on the uh, on the heat map, so to speak. So you mentioned Labor Day weekend. They were scheduled. We had three games in Atlanta. Well, we had two SEC teams that were going to play high-profile games in neutral site games. One was going to be on Sunday, September 6th, when Mississippi was going to play Baylor at NRG Stadium in Houston. That's out. Georgia was set to play Virginia on Labor Day in Atlanta. That's out because the ACC had bumped back their season. Now, a day later, the SEC comes in with, you know what, forget all the non-conference games were done. I assume, Joe, they feel that they're competitive enough. Again, I have to pause here and say, we have to discuss all of this as if the season is going to go mostly according to plan. We understand there could be cancellations. There could be stuff like what's happened with Major League Baseball. We have to have this conversation as if things will happen. Uh, I don't consider it to be a fruitless conversation because we're trying to prepare for the season as if it's going to happen. So I'm off my soapbox. I'll just say um, the Georgia-Virginia game was probably one that people were getting excited to watch. But once the ACC put things in motion and now the SEC thing puts things in motion, I assume that they feel that their conference is powerful, powerful enough top to bottom that even playing a, an abbreviated schedule, perhaps even a game less than some of these other teams that'll be considered at the top of the rankings isn't a problem for them. The league strength is good enough for them to get somebody or two teams in the playoff. Without a doubt, the SEC is the elite you know, conference out of, out of all the Power Five, even though you can make the argument that the Big Ten is catching up rather quickly in the last couple of years. But to your point, in terms of some of the uh, regions that are that are struggling right now, Texas and Florida, you look at the Big 12, they're not having the same type of sentiment. Teams like TCU, teams like Texas Tech and Texas, they're moving ahead. They've actually said that they wanted to have 50% capacity in the stadium for, yeah. for Longhorn games. So you're not seeing that same type of sentiment 
across the Power Five. I, I think when you look at some of the games that we're going to lose out on, it's not just the Labor Day week uh, games because you could throw in Auburn and North Carolina into the mix, and then Alabama was scheduled to play USC. They were supposed to or had talks or would rather BYU step in or Notre Dame, so throw that out the window. But the September 12th games really hinge on terms of a national landscape and, and enthusiasm and TV broadcast. You're going to lose out on Texas traveling to Baton Rouge to face LSU. That matchup took place on September 12th. That's gone. And Oklahoma, Tennessee in Norman was a huge game for the yeah. Volunteers and Jeremy Pruitt. Forget that, along with Ohio State, Oregon, that was supposed to take place in Eugene. Yeah, and the ACC uh, SEC rivalry games were thought maybe the door was open when the ACC announced their plan. Uh, but those games had to be in state by ACC rules, so it would have made them effectively all home games. Uh, although Georgia, Georgia Tech, that could have been played on Georgia's campus. Florida, Florida State could have been played on Florida's uh, Florida could have been played on either campus. And uh, you know, Kentucky, Louisville, South Carolina, Clemson. Those four rivalry games would have been open to being played via the ACC's bylaws, and still with the SEC. Uh, being added in. But perhaps they assumed that not all of the 14 teams could scramble to find a worthy opponent, opponent so they just eliminated that. Because if, you know, if A&M isn't able to play anybody in state because they didn't have room, it, it just would have gotten difficult. The landscape got a lot harder for the top t teams in the country. And I'm just going to talk about the SEC right now in terms of Alabama. Traditionally, you look at last year, BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. At UC San Diego, we understand that in order to turn the vast unknown into new cures or human connections or expansive culture, you have to be willing to venture further out. That's why we'll go as far as the International Space Station with cancer cells in hand and novel medicines in mind. That's why we map the seemingly randomness of forest fires connect them with revolutionary AI to see where they'll appear next. And it's why we arrive on the San Diego shore from all over the world to bring different perspectives to our world's biggest challenges. When you push the boundaries of science, art, and culture, whole worlds open up. And at UC San Diego, that's where the real adventure starts. Learn more at ucsd.edu. In terms of strength of schedule, Alabama had one of the weakest in terms of the SEC, dead last, 518% winning percentage. Now Alabama's going to face Florida. They have never faced Florida in the regular season almost every other 10 years or decade. Now they're going to face Florida. They're going to face Georgia at home in Tuscaloosa. Those are two critical battles for Alabama this year that wouldn't have taken place with the scenario in terms of COVID. So we're going to see that. We're going to see Florida, Texas A&M. We're going to see Ole Miss and Tennessee. So we have a, a schedule that really is going to be entertaining. And, and this is going to be a different but unique college football season. And I really can't wait to see how it plays out. We mentioned a few of the games that were lost. Uh, you said Tennessee, Oklahoma, LSU, Texas. Mississippi State was going to play NC State. Baylor Ole Miss, I mentioned. Arkansas was playing Notre Dame. Vandy, Kansas State, that's gone. Uh, A&M, Colorado. Alabama, USC, as a result of a previous decision by the Pac-12. And then Georgia, Virginia, and Auburn, North Carolina that we've 
mentioned as well. So those are, I mean, that slate alone, that's a lot of good games that go by the wayside. Obviously, uh, it's still good news that they're moving forward with this 10-game schedule. It doesn't seem like there will be any adjustments. These conferences are starting to settle in to what they feel comfortable with, Joe. They really are, and, and it, it should play out in the month of December, Mike, for the college football playoff, which teams are going to be really prepared at the end of the year, not just on the field, but from the COVID aspect, and maybe that's why the SEC asked for more time. Yeah, uh, I, I think that's possible. A conference-only model eliminates games against group of five and FCS teams, those buy games, SEC teams pay steep prices, sometimes as much as $1.5 million a game to their traveling competitors. In fact, SEC teams in 2017 paid out more than $45 million in, in buy games, according to end school NCAA reports obtained by, S obtained by Sports Illustrated. I should note that the author of this article is Ross Dellinger, a uh, really good college football writer. So that's really it as far as the SEC is concerned. We will continue and track to see as all the games are released, we will get a sense of how we can pin down what the odds might look like, who has a better schedule, weaker schedule. I think they need a little bit more time in order to get all of that stuff settled. But I think we're days away, possibly, Joe, from having that. So we'll come back. We'll talk about the ACC's decision to go to Conference Plus One after this on The Grid. It's Mike and Joe. We'll be right back. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. The NFL Podcast Network is your home for all things football. Do you love hearing analysis around the league with a touch of mirth? Or maybe you enjoy breaking down X's and O's in the college scouting scene. Do you breathe, sleep, and eat fantasy football? Perhaps you love the funny headlines that emerge each week. What if you want in-depth news coverage with reporters? Or what if you want to know exactly how each team got its name? Well, you're in luck because the NFL Podcast Network has a show for everybody. Our vast network has the NFL's best talent bringing you right into the action each week. There's always room to add more football into your podcast rotation, and our vast group of shows will surely keep you up to date with everything you need to know surrounding the National Football League. Listen on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Look through your children's eyes to see the true magic of a forest. It's a storybook world for them. You look and see a tree. They see the wrinkled face of a wizard with arms outstretched to the sky. They see treasure and pebbles. They see a windy path that could lead to adventure. And they see you, their fearless guide through this fascinating world. Find a forest near you and start exploring at discovertheforest.org. Brought to you by the United States Forest Service and the Ad Council. This is Logan Ryan, captain of the New York Giants and host of the NFL Player Podcast. We're trying something different. An active NFL player hosting a podcast, which is for NFL players and legends, as much as it for the fans. This is my first podcast, and I'm pretty excited about it. We're going to talk football, but also about lots of other issues that affect us all. We'll be talking with other players and legends, so it's going to be real and an honest look at life in the NFL. Listen to the NFL Players Podcast on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Watching Sports Grid. Get on the grid. One. Back on the grid, Mike and Joe talking about the ACC's decision to move forward with their football season. Now, as we're going over these conferences and decisions made, it has to be noted that. In the case of the SEC, they've noted September 26th is the plan to move forward. Doesn't mean it's definitely going to happen. Uh, they've got a lot of issues with students that may or may not be coming back to campus. Uh, I've heard of anecdotal issues where students are just deciding to defer for a year. If you're a freshman, you defer or you enter some sort of uh, uh, service program and you can come back. I, I think a lot of students will consider doing that if they can't be 
on campus and experience college the way that they intended. So uh, imagine the difficulty of handling university issues and how football or any other sports can play into it. So the ACC confirms that Notre Dame will play a 10-game conference schedule and be eligible for the league title game. In addition to that, the ACC also, and that that was uh, a couple of days ago, then uh, they also announced that they are moving to a 11-game schedule across the board, playing a 10-game conference schedule plus one. That plus one game, Joe, has to be an in-state game. So it doesn't mean it has to be an in-state rival, but you take uh, my alma mater, Boston College, they would probably play a team that's local. It could be a UConn or a UMass in order to fill in that game. Based on all these other things, it's like you said in the last segment, they're not going to have an SEC team or a Pac-12 team or a Big Ten team travel. The Big 12 hasn't shut it down yet, but with the other four saying they're conference only, except for the ACC, that would be the only other option. But do we really think that Big 12 teams and ACC teams are going to get together when it's going to be all ACC home games? That seems unlikely. It does, but I like the model that the ACC put forth, and I, and I credit the, the way they move forward. They put out the schedule on Wednesday night uh, of this week, and they got fans excited. They they gave us matchups that we're not traditionally going to see. I mean, you look at the Clemson Tigers overall, their schedule got a lot harder from the start of the year. I mean, they're going to face Pittsburgh and Virginia Tech, possibly two of the best defensive fronts that came out of the Coastal, now Clemson faces them. So those are the the type of matchups that we're going to see. Notre Dame played Florida State a couple years ago. They're going to play them again. So, And I think that they did the right decision as well with the out-of-conference games, giving the local FCS schools the potential to earn a paycheck from the ACC because these schools are losing or hemorrhaging money right now, Mike. You look at just – you know, Virginia Tech within the conference, if they don't play football in 2020, Virginia Tech poses could lose $70 million to that school or university. So, you know, money does drive the bus as it always does. But I like the model set forth by the ACC this year. So each uh, the season will commence over a span of several days from September 7th to September 12th. Each conference school will have two bye weekends in a season that, if played, would be stretched out over 13 weeks. Uh, We talked about the Chick-fil-A games going uh, by the wayside. That impacted Florida State, West Virginia, Georgia, Virginia, uh, and North Carolina, Auburn. Notre Dame at Navy, BC at Kansas, Florida State at Boise State are affected as well, along with a handful of other games. So uh, the ACC confirms that for uh, the kicker, Notre Dame's playing the 10-game conference schedule. They'd be eligible to play in the league championship game. They're going with one conference, no divisions, whereas the SEC keeps the divisions in place. The ACC decides to go to one division, Joe. This is what COVID has brought about. I think it's great, though, that Notre Dame has joined the conference. They're taking the Big 12 type of model where you take the top two teams and whichever top two teams in the standings, they go to the conference championship game. So, uh, again, I like the fact that they mixed it up. I like that we have some intriguing matchups. And this is going to be a very competitive ACC schedule in terms of the football season. Clemson head and shoulders above the rest, but it's going to be a lot harder in terms of their road of getting back to the ACC championship game. Yeah, so the game, the championship game will be played in Charlotte either the weekend of December 12th or 19th. I'm not sure why it's shifting. It had been scheduled for December 5th. So Army, the, Navy, possibly, maybe, but that weekend of the 12th. Right. I guess... I guess that's right. Yeah. The Fighting Irish would be also eligible to claim the ACC's Orange Bowl berth if it's not in the college football. That's a monumental development for this reason. Notre Dame has never played in a conference championship game before, Joe, since it began playing the sport way back in. Here's time for your trivia question. What year? What year did they start playing? Oh, a conference, a conference game. No, when did Notre Dame start playing football? That's the question. Oof. Uh, They've never played in a conference game. So they started playing 1846. I have no idea. <laughs> 1887, close enough. Uh, it's post-Civil War, not pre-Civil War. Uh, they've been a football independent for each one of those 133 seasons. And as you stated, 
they released the schedule. So uh, we have a bunch of games on the slate now that we can take a look at. Uh, they did it in a crazy graphic-oriented way. So I'll try to uh, I'll try to keep them as much as possible. Now all the dates are to be announced. They're still arranging this, but let's take Clemson. You you mentioned before their home games are BC, Miami, Pitt, Syracuse, Virginia. Road games: Florida State, G Georgia Tech, Notre Dame, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest. So you throw a Notre Dame road game on there, it makes your schedule a little trickier than it was. Do we think Clemson's better than Notre Dame this year? Absolutely, but they're not undefeated they're damn close to it Clemson but they're not undefeated in conference play and playing Notre Dame on the road is a little kicker yeah that is I mean that game was scheduled prior but the game that stands yeah. out for me Mike the game that stands out for me when you just I mentioned Virginia Tech and, and Pittsburgh those two games and now you add De'Ara King in Miami an elite quarterback yeah. as well I mean when you go back Prior, you know, in the mid-2000s, Clemson and Miami played some stellar games. Go to that matchup in the in the Orange Bowl with C.J. Spiller and Jacoby Ford back in, in 2009. I mean, there's Absolutely. been some fantastic finishes. So, I mean, again, Clemson head and shoulders above the rest within the conference. 49-4 and four straight up since 2014. But you now throw in some of these coastal matchups going to be a lot harder for the Clemson Tigers to get back there. You mentioned Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. At UC San Diego, we understand that in order to turn the vast unknown into new cures or human connections or expansive culture, you have to be willing to venture further out. That's why we'll go as far as the International Space Station with cancer cells in hand and novel medicines in mind. That's why we map the seemingly randomness of forest fires connect them with revolutionary AI to see where they'll appear next. And it's why we arrive on the San Diego shore from all over the world to bring different perspectives to our world's biggest challenges. When you push the boundaries of science, art, and culture, whole worlds open up. And at UC San Diego, that's where the real adventure starts. Learn more at ucsd.edu. De'Ara King, here's their schedules. Uh, they play uh, at home Florida State, Georgia Tech, North Carolina, Pitt, Virginia. They're on the road at Clemson, Louisville, NC State, Virginia Tech, Wake Forest. Uh, look, a lot of these schedules are going to look similar this year because they're playing mostly a conference schedule. But uh, you do duck a few teams, obviously. And George and Miami's schedule doesn't really feel like they ducked anybody, right? They have Florida State and Clemson on there, Louisville. Uh, Virginia Tech obviously lost their big player in Caleb Farley. But uh, they got, and Sam Howell, you're in love with Sam Howell, so they got to face a tough quarterback there. And Pitt's defense, we keep Pitt's defense, comes up over and over on the show, whether it's you or Rich Germanello, the other host of College Football Today. Uh, Pitt has a really tough defense to contend against. So whether these games are scheduled prior or not, Miami has a full slate of games here against teams that are not soft opponents within the conference. Not at all. And Miami's weakness, Mike, on top of not having fall camp, has been the offensive line. We've talked about it. 51 sacks allowed as a unit. That unit develops in spring camp. It develops all, all summer long in terms of strength and conditioning. And then in fall camp, now throw in a new quarterback in De'Ara King. I mean, he's one of the most athletic in college football, but 
playing within a suspect offensive line without that cohesiveness, that's going to be a problem. And you mentioned Pitt, Virginia Tech possibly again. They have about eight starters coming back. Take away Caleb Farley from that defense. This is a legitimate defensive front for Justin Fuente and the Hokies. And you look at some of the other quarterbacks, Hendon Hooker from Virginia Tech. You have Kenny Pickett from Pittsburgh that is a senior quarterback. So these are the type of teams that are standing in the way of potential roadblocks for Clemson and Miami. And it's going to be intriguing. The ACC did it right. They had TV ratings in mind as well when they developed this schedule. So Notre Dame. Let's talk about them in the context of this specifically. Obviously, it's the biggest change to all of this. They gave Notre Dame a bailout. They were already playing six opponents anyway, so some would say ah, they didn't really extend themselves that much. But I think it makes sense. It's a it's a working business relationship. I, I don't have any faith that Notre Dame is going to be a permanent ACC member in football anytime soon. I'm sure they got some of the TV revenue shared with them for this arrangement, but in terms of how all of the teams line up, Clemson's at the top. Is Notre Dame next? Yeah, Notre Dame and Virginia Tech are the two top, in my opinion. And, and I know Pittsburgh's defensive front is there, but the, the struggle for Pittsburgh was offensive consistency. So they went averaged five and a half yards per carry two years ago. They dipped to three and a half yards per carry. Kenny Pickett hasn't developed, but Ian Book, in my opinion, now is the second best quarterback behind Trevor Lawrence. That offense is explosive. The defense has playmakers. And Brian Kelly has lost to Clemson over the last couple of meetings, so he's chomping at that bit for that November 6th matchup. How about uh, a dark horse team here? Louisville, they've bounced back, rebuilt a little quicker than we might have anticipated. Florida State dealing with yet another new head coach. Any other dark horses out there? I'd love to, for you to say my alma mater, but I don't have any expectations Not there. Happen. The first-year coach. <laughs> no, Mikael Cunningham and Louisville are loaded offensively. Javion Hawkins, Tutu Atwell, uh, Des Fitzpatrick. I mean, uh, this is a nine potential nine-win football team. I mean, prior, this was prior with the old schedule. With the new schedule, it got a little bit more difficult. The ne defense needs consistency, but I'll still say it there. I like Virginia Tech. I like Hendon Hooker. 13 touchdown passes, two interceptions. Both interceptions came against uh, Virginia in the last regular season game. Their defense is loaded. Trey Turner is a big play wide receiver. I like Justin Fuente and what he has in terms of a foundation with Virginia Tech and Blacksburg. Virginia Tech's road games are uh, Duke, Louisville, North Carolina, Pitt, and Wake Forest. Um, Louisville's road games are BC, Georgia Tech, Notre Dame, Pitt, and Virginia. So all the schedules, like I said, <laughs> are look uh, pretty much the same. We'll start to see how these line up as the dates come out. Does it line up a little bit better for other teams? And we'll start to take a look at some of these individual matchups of these lines that are on the board now on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Joe and I will talk about it right after this on Football Full Circle. Get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. on the grid mike and joe talking about college football right now and a little bit of bad news regarding the covid situation rutgers covid19 outbreak this is according to john taylor from college football uh talk on nbc sports outbreak reportedly tied to party attended by several football players so i i think this is going to be an issue for a while joe i think much in the way that baseball players i think culturally are used to going out because they're going from city to city they're on the road so long college players they're young we're talking about 18 19 20 year olds in many instances they're going to go out they're they don't feel like they're going to be in harm's way from the virus and by and large a lot of the cases are asymptomatic or mild but 
It's the after effects. It's not about them being sick, them being hospitalized, them being on ventilators necessarily. It is about what happens to the logistics of the program. And Rutgers had to shut it down because a bunch of players had tested positive. And what's interesting, Mike, is the fact that it's a new head coach slash old head coach in Greg Schiano now. So, you know, when a new head coach comes in, it takes a while. They have to have team meetings. He has to establish the foundation. And unfortunately, without fall, uh, spring camp, excuse me, taking place, I'm sure that that factored into the, the coaching staff being able to at least inform their players about what they expect, what they need to do from a, a precaution standpoint, that one-on-one coaching that takes place throughout the year. And, and unfortunately, Rutgers is at uh, the wrong side of the spectrum. And Michigan State as well, another new head coach in terms of Mel Tucker in the same type of situation within the Big 12. And that's the type of situation that we have to monitor because we see teams like Oklahoma with a veteran coaching staff and Lincoln Riley last week, again, no positive tests. So that's the type of situation that we have to monitor as the month of August comes around week by week. Yeah, Clemson had a ton of cases. Uh, UT, Oklahoma, they've been dry, able to drive those cases down. Uh, Judith Parashilli, the state health commissioner for New Jersey, a state in which you live, Joe, uh, she said here there's been an outbreak of Rutgers football players with 15 of them currently testing positive. She said while grouping together a list of indoor and outdoor gatherings. These examples that we shared today account for 125 new cases of COVID, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so uh, that's the reality. I think, you know, what's funny is I, I think a funny strange is that a lot of people out there are like, gosh, I, I just don't know anybody that's gotten this virus. It's it's terrible what's happening on TV. Some people are uh, less convinced, but uh, I have a similar anecdotal story. Uh, a friend of mine back before New York was even even really in shutdown mode, it was right around that time. He had gone to a party, not dissimilar to what these uh, players had done. This guy's a lot younger than me. He's a friend, uh, younger brother of a friend. And he and his fiance went to this party. A week later, most of the party had symptoms. His ended up being where he felt like he had the flu for a bunch of days. Fiance feels like she had, she lost her taste, sense of taste and smell. So... They're young people, they bounce back, they're having a good summer, but again, it's just indicative of not how sick they can get, which could be severe, and obviously getting coaches and older people involved with the program involved makes it a little bit riskier, but it's just about having to do what Oklahoma and Clemson did and drive these cases down, aggressively quarantine, wear masks, be sanitary. Those are the types of things that Every all 130 programs plus are going to have to get used to. They're going to have to do it and they're going to have to be consistent in terms of their approach. And, and that's the mindset of football players, right? They're strong, they're big, they're physical. But we're talking about a, a virus that you can't see. You can't really, really dictate or, or you can't understand where it affects you or how it's going to affect you. You need to take proper precaution. And, and when you look at both of those programs, like we mentioned, Rutgers and Michigan State, unfortunately, they've been uh, under 500 programs. Now, Michigan State seven and six over the last couple of years, but they're going in the opposite directions as some of the other teams that we mentioned, like Clemson, like Alabama, like the top tier programs, Oklahoma. Where's the mindset? I think mindset has a lot to play uh, in this type of situation as well. You know, when new kids come into school or a program, they don't know what to expect. And we understand that in Oklahoma, Clemson, LSU, Alabama, there's a culture there. And it takes a while for the, the coach to instill that culture in, in the mindset of the team. So it's a feeling out process. Each team has to deal with it. But it's going to be a situation, a team-by-team team scenario uh, that plays out week-to-week week in college football, and we have to monitor it. Shiano is not uh, Shiano is not somebody that's unaccustomed to discipline and unaccustomed to winning cultures, so uh, I'm sure they'll all get on the same page uh, very shortly. So one thing I wanted to do to have a little bit more fun, there has been more lines released on the FanDuel Sportsbook in terms of college football games. Now, uh, they still have some editing to do, uh, full disclosure. There's some games on there listed with an improper date. And look, this is all happening very quickly. 
uh, within the last couple of days as we're filming this, ACC and SEC teams have changed their schedules completely. So if you're going to go on the FanDuel Sportsbook, just give them a day or so. They'll adjust some of the dates of these games, and there's still more dates to be released. But let's go with some of the ones that are still on the schedule. We don't have odds yet for some of those early Big 12 games that are still on. Missouri State at Oklahoma, Southern Miss at Kansas. Time is to be determined on that, but we assume right now, Joe, that those are the first games that are going to happen. The Big 12 has not pushed back their start. They haven't said conference only, so we can assume those to be the first two. We don't have odds on those yet. Is that fair to say? That is. That, that's fair, yeah. and expect Oklahoma to be about a 30 to 35-point favorite in that matchup with Spencer Rattler taking over uh, at the helm for Lincoln Riley's offense. And I think that when you look at Oklahoma's decision to play that game August 29th, it was due in part to their September 12th game uh, that just got canceled with Tennessee to give them an extra game of, in terms of preparation and then have a bye week before that matchup. So now their schedule changes a bit. So I, I think when you look at Kansas and Les Miles, again, they need to start fast. He's an offense and a defensive line that's in transition. They need to build an identity before they get into conference play. So there's a reason why both of those teams are starting the season on August 29th. But uh, again, I, I don't, blame them for it the earlier that you could kick it off and get your team in terms of the 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 consistency mike right they're creatures of habit the earlier that you could kick off your season and establish that gives your team an opportunity to at least have a successful season yeah so that's the funky thing right there was a moment i felt like probably three or four weeks ago when you and i talked yep. where we were trying to make sure that these seasons all kicked off as soon as possible so that we could get done with them quicker, more quickly. But the way things have evolved, it's becoming pretty obvious that for the most part, it's going to be difficult to kick off on time because of the things we're seeing with Rutgers, with Michigan State. So some of these conferences have taken pause and said, you know what, let's not do it on August 29th. Let's do it on September 12th. Now let's talk about that first game. Clemson-Louisville, we still have listed right now, September 12th. Just assuming that that's, not go that's going to happen, not be, in a, not be an adjusted game. Clemson, 21.5-point favorites on the road at Louisville. And this could be a tough opening start for Clemson because, again, game one, you want to work out the kinks. You want to build a quarterback-to-wide receiver relationship. Clemson's leading wide receiver, Justin Ross, is not there. He's hurt for the year. So where's Clemson's mindset? Last year, they opened up and demolished Georgia Tech, which was a one-dimensional offense. Which BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. At UC San Diego, we understand that in order to turn the vast unknown into new cures or human connections or expansive culture, you have to be willing to venture further out. That's why we'll go as far as the International Space Station with cancer cells in hand and novel medicines in mind. That's why we map the seemingly randomness of forest fires connect them with revolutionary AI to see where they'll appear next. And it's why we arrive on the San Diego shore from all over the world to bring different perspectives to our world's biggest challenges. When you push the boundaries of science, art, and culture, whole worlds open up. And at UC San Diego, that's where the real adventure starts. Learn more at ucsd.edu.
Jeff Collins at the helm and, and went from a triple option attack to a more balanced attack. Now they're playing one of the most lethal offenses within the conference with their quarterback, Mikael Cunningham. And Mikael Cunningham is a dual-threat quarterback. He rushed for over 400 yards, averaged four yards per carry. Like I said before, two big play wide receivers, 2-2 Atwell, Des Fitzpatrick, and throw in 1,500-yard rusher Javion Hawkins. This is a tough animal week one for Clemson. 21 and a half is a huge number, but keep in mind, Mike, you look at uh, Clemson's uh, margin of victory within the ACC last year, 10 and 0, they won by 36.7 points per game. Yeah. So Clemson should be favored, but it's a very difficult week one matchup. Yeah, so bu bumping up to the next one, uh, week three, uh, which is now listed as week three, it's going to end up being week one and a half or week two. Uh, we got Minnesota at Iowa, Alabama at Georgia listed here uh, on the 19th. So that would be Alabama currently a seven-point uh, favorite on the road against Georgia. What do you think? Yeah, I would lay the wood here with, with Alabama. Now, that's not to take away from my Georgia Bulldogs. Those, those people that know me know that I back Georgia in a big way. But Jamie Newman making the road start uh, in Tuscaloosa without – the preparation is going to be the main no, concern. Wait, wait. If, what if it's in Athens? If it's in Athens... I... Now, see, see we, the reason I, I paused, because we have to say if, because there's some things that are, are potentially going to change. So we're, we're taking a look as, it, it, as scheduled currently, Alabama would be at Georgia. Now, things can change since they've reduced to 10 games. They've moved some things around. It's possible you see some games get eliminated, some added. But if Alabama remains at Georgia on the 19th, what do you think? Sorry. With no fans or less than, let's say, 30%, I'm taking Alabama and Mac Jones. Yeah. I, I really am in that type of atmosphere. Let's look at the wide receiver position. Jalen Waddell is there. Devonta Smith, Najee Harris. Those players have played there before. You still have a raw offensive line that loses three starters with Georgia. Jamie Newman transfers in. George Pickens only a sophomore. Zamir White is only a sophomore. Give me Alabama in that type of scenario. How about uh, we got one more here on the SEC. Ole Miss at Auburn that same day. Nine and a half point favorites is, are Auburn hosting Mississippi with Lane Yeah, Kippen I like Auburn. Now. Auburn prior to this whole COVID situation was my pick to, the, to win the SEC West. I'm not backing down now. I love what uh, Gus Malzahn has done in terms of the progression of uh, his quarterback, Bo Nix. They add Chad Morris, the former SMU and Arkansas coach's offensive play caller. That should bring more balance. And when you just look at the defensive line for Ole Miss, they stepped up last year under Mike McIntyre, Chris Partridge, a new defensive scheme. I like the physicality of Auburn in that matchup. Last game for this segment, Stanford playing USC that same day. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. At UC San Diego, we understand that in order to turn the vast unknown into new cures or human connections or expansive culture, you have to be willing to venture further out. That's why we'll go as far as the International Space Station with cancer cells in hand and novel medicines in mind. That's why we map the seemingly randomness of forest fires connect them with revolutionary AI to see where they'll appear next. And it's why we arrive on the San Diego shore from all over the world to bring different perspectives to our world's biggest challenges. 
When you push the boundaries of science, art, and culture, whole worlds open up. And at UC San Diego, that's where the real adventure starts. Learn more at ucsd.edu. Would potentially be September the 19th. We're going to act as if that happens. Uh, right now, USC is a nine-point favorite at home. Yeah, I would lay the wood with USC. I'm not sold on the consistency of Stanford. They got away from their identity. Give me Keaton Slovis and Armand St. Brown to dominate that matchup. How about uh, one more? If I dip into the next week, I want to see this game still happening. Clemson, uh, now it says Clemson with the new SEC, uh, ACC football schedule. It says Clemson is hosting Virginia. Ray have it listed here as a Virginia home game. A 30-and-a-half-point underdog. Do you think Clemson's going to put up almost a five-touchdown win against Virginia? They did in the in the, in the the ACC championship yeah, yeah. game, and that was with Bryce Perkins at the helm. Yeah. You have a new quarterback that comes over uh, in, in terms of Keaton Thompson for Mississippi State transferred into Virginia. So, again, with him at the helm, it doesn't matter to me. Clemson is the superior team, although Charles Snowden, an elite talent, for the linebacker core of Virginia. Keep an eye out for him. He's definitely a first-round talent. Yeah, I think they could have used the game at home, fans or no fans, but uh, not looking good uh, for them. We're going to come back, close out this hour of football full circle uh, with Joe and myself. We'll be right back on the grid after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Closing out this hour of Football Full Circle and Ross Dellinger again from Sports Illustrated. I've been using him uh, a lot lately for some good information. The NCAA is allowing schools to begin camp according to their previously scheduled season openers. So that means it's a seven-week preseason for the SEC, unless the conference or schools determine differently. The NCAA is not expected to. So the normal 20-hour rule week kicks in once the season, uh, once classes start. So <laughs> you start to do the math. They're getting a seven-week preseason out of this. They seemingly get to prepare longer than everybody else. Am I wrong? Or is everybody's going to be seven weeks? It seems like the SEC is getting a longer preseason here. It does. I wonder if Nick Saban had any uh, input on that type of uh, decision by the SEC. Because without spring camp, you know it as well as anybody, Mike. These younger players need to get to develop because they're going to be instrumental if the COVID situation plays out. And I'm sure that's in the background of Kirby Smart, Ed Ogeron, Nick Saban. If players go down, you need to know who you can turn to without even thinking about it. And that's, I'm sure, what Nick Saban and those SEC coaches are thinking about in terms of the extra weeks of preparation. Yeah, so uh, Greg Sankey also said that the SEC's midseason bye week is going to be spread to all schools over a three-week stretch. He didn't elaborate beyond that. He said there will be a tw December 12th shared off week. So that title game is the 19th. It looks like nobody will play on the 12th in order to ensure that they have some sort of break, assuming if and when bowl games happen. You and I both love the bowl games, even though – uh, there's tons of them out there that, you know, there's not a lot of attendance at these bowl games, but interesting show to watch. I would say that uh, in general, uh, I don't know what the story is going to be with the bowl games. Do, do they get rid of them? Do they still have it in place? What do you think? I would like to pose a scenario for the bowl games. I say this, let's have the college football playoff. Let's take the bowl game type of scenario and let's have like an NIT type of tournament for the group of five and the other remaining power five teams, I think that would be fantastic. It's not bad, but you know those guys are going to want to start prepping for the draft, even at uh, some of those schools. So uh, we'll continue to try to get more information uh, as we go along. I think FanDuel Sportsbook has got a lot to work on in terms of getting these new games uh, some odds, and we'll be excited when they do. It might even be as soon as next week when Joe appears. So on behalf 
of our producer, Brian Rakowski, uh, Joe Lisi, at Gopher the Two on Twitter and co-host of College Football Today. I'm Mike Blewett. We'll see you on Football Full Circle next time. Get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Adoption of teens from foster care is a topic not enough people know about, and we're here to change that. I'm April Dinwiddie, host of the new podcast, Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Each episode brings you compelling real-life adoption stories told by the families that live them with commentary from experts. Visit adoptuskids.org slash podcast or subscribe to Navigating Adoption, presented by Adopt US Kids. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services Administration for Children and Families and the Ad Council. Don't miss out on the top stories from the best insiders around the NFL. I'm your host, Rhett Lewis, and on the NFL Inside Report podcast, I'll go around the league for in-depth analysis and storytelling with a multitude of exclusive NFL insiders getting unmatched access. Game recaps, the biggest news, and in-depth storytelling that take you beyond the headlines multiple times per week, all on the NFL Inside Report podcast. Listen to NFL Inside Report on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Gonzalez, the host of SI's new podcast, Sports Illustrated Weekly. Sports Illustrated has delivered some of the best storytelling in sports for 70 years. And now that continues on our show. Each week, we'll dive deep into the best stories from around the sports world. Sports Illustrated Weekly is available every Wednesday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe now. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer.